We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Christmas edition of the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in today's episode, Prince Anders gets a new job. We're living alone! Again. And we rank our top three Christmas movies just in time for the holidays. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, we have the bowl full of jingle jelly, Jayla. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and to his immediate right, my left, we have Kevin, the cringliest of Kringles, Hudson. The war on Christmas begins today. <laughs> ho, 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 you guys. Guys, it's Christmas time. Are you, guys, are you guys excited? Well, well, yeah, it's ding dong. <laughs> well, what, we're at December 12th when we're doing this episode. Yes, true. But, it's, it still feels but Christmas-y. It's, still, yeah, it's, it's less getting, than two weeks. That's, yeah, that's right around the weeks. corner. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is right around the corner. Uh, have you guys finished your shopping? I'm not. Uh, I've got like a few more things. Shopping's been a lot lighter this year because, uh, you know, we've been, the cool thing is uh, we've actually been invited. Well, I've been invited to a wedding uh, in Orlando, uh, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah? Whose yeah. wedding is that? Uh, some, some Kringle guy. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, no, so because we're, because we're going to Disney, uh, the family, we're kind of, you know, pairing it back a little bit and, uh, and just going to be really spending a lot of money there. So being smart. Yeah. That's, that's, that's idea, exactly right? what, what we're doing ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. but I am done, which is exciting oh, the, cool. for that's the gifts good. that I was getting. I am done. So that's excellent. Good, good job. Good. Justin, Very how about yourself? Um, I got a few more people to shop for, but yeah. A lot of it's already been taken care of. But I go. feel like it's like Christmas really hits like as soon as December 23rd hits. Yeah. We still got to figure out what we're getting for Kevin. God, yeah. We haven't figured that out yet. What, what yeah, this? we have to organize our Nate thing too. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, do we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yours was easy, Justin. But we won't. You'll find out. Ah. <laughs> uh... One day, well, Kevin. What, what ideas do you have? like? Give us some ideas. I'm not gonna. T- oh, for me? Yeah, I what don't. Do you, know. What kind of things do you like? Shampoos? Do you like oils? Yeah. No, do I'm. You, a, just, yeah, do, yeah. But I'm a body wash and loofah kind of guy. Okay. So no soaps, no bars of soap. I like a bar of soap, eh? What no, if we we've got... had this discussion? <laughs> we've traveled as a group to oh, yeah, conventions, and we got in trouble for our loofahs. That's awesome. Two separate loofahs. Yeah. They and I had separate loofahs. Separate loofahs, but. No. Thank God you they guys dangled there colors. together under yeah, the tap. Exactly. Justin... It, was, it was so odd. It was so odd to see them hanging from the faucet. Maybe we should do custom loofahs with our faces. Well, isn't on that them. better than if the three of us shared a bar of soap together? Uh, listen, we've got so much to go through. So uh, enough talking about. Wait, we're done with the loofah chat loofah already. <laughs> loofah chat. Uh, let's go into whatcha. Um, I would love to start with Justin. Whatcha been watching? What you been doing lately? Well, um, been. Catching up on The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, not really catching up. I've been st- sticking with Staying it. I've been watching, it. It's yeah. appointment television. Yeah, it's appointment television. I mean, if you're not watching The Watchmen, like, you're a loser, and, you know? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you've watched the most recent episode. Obviously, we won't spoil it as bad no, as we did last time for I Kevin. was going to just say, in relation to that, in relation to that I, watched, I rewatched the movie. Yes. And, Kev, have you seen the extended version of The Watchmen? Uh, I think I only saw it the one time in the theater. Okay. Is there's that an the extended... Snyder Cut? 
Well, I guess you could call it the Snyder Cut, but <laughs> not the one everyone wants, though. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's that's just it, right? Everyone like. I think everyone really liked this one. I think. But yeah. Anyways, there's just new segments that were added to it that uh, focused on a boy reading a comic book. That was uh, one of my favorite aspects of the actual graphic novel was this side story that had nothing to do with your main story and you would just visit it every yeah. six or seven chapters. Yeah, and that's exactly how they treated it. At first, I was kind of like, why? Yeah. And then I remembered uh, one of the scenes, like something that they were doing in one of the scenes. And I was like, oh, wait, that's this is in the graphic novel. And then mm-hmm. I I went on Google and I, did, I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. Now, now is that part, that part's obviously animated? Uh, those parts are animated. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was it's uh it was it was interesting to revisit the material. Did you find that watching the movie cuz I still haven't seen it. So did you find it helped going into this this episode specifically? Well, I watched the episode and then I watched the movie cuz after seeing this episode, um I wanted to revisit the uh original movie because mm-hmm. I really love uh Billy Crudup's performance as Dr. Matt. Oh, is that who that is? In yeah. The, really? He's, he's from, he's from, uh, well, yeah, we've been watching him on, uh, the, the morning, morning show. show. Yeah. And he was, he's absolutely fantastic in it. Yeah. Um, oh, I think wow. they also made other changes. Okay. To how now much... I really want to watch yeah, it. You I didn't realize it. he was in it. You should watch it. I think you should also read the graphic novel though. The graphic yeah. novel was really good. And this does fall more into the graphic novel side. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the graphic novel, but I really did like the movie. Yeah. Someone said it was the best Zack Snyder film. I, I don't know if I, would agree with that, but yeah, over BVS probably. What do you, well, over, <laughs> oh. yeah. 300's my favorite still. Think, yeah, I like because everything awesome. is just yeah. the same as it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I feel like this this was this movie was like him transitioning from just being a filmmaker to being like Michael Bay. Yeah, like doing The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very like it's very it's very visual effects. I guess you could say that about 300. 300 was very visual effects mm-hmm. oriented, but this was you know to its utmost everything was probably green screened and very little was actually shot in physical locations. So cool. I don't know. It's, it was, it's an interesting, it's an interesting aspect, but the episode, the episode. was fantastic. Oh my gosh. It was so well done. And it's interesting to see where they're going. With I love, this was probably my favorite episode. I have to say of the, of the show yeah, uh, so far. It's been great how the episodes have just been kind of pushing you and yeah. like everyone just gets better and better. And as things start to kind of fall into place and then yeah. you start to see how everything is sort of connected. But I, I loved well, how, um, you know, this episode, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say that Dr. Manhattan is in the show. Is right. it? Right? It's in the trailers. Right? Is it? Is it? I don't think it's in the trailers. It's, it's the there's, trailers. A, there's a Comic-Con trailer that showed his hand picking up a mask. Mm. And to be fair, we talked about it last week. So, no, <laughs> so but you're, honestly. You're already spoiled. Um, no, but, but you know, the way that Dr. Manhattan, uh, again, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, the way that, that he perceives time uh, where everything is happening at once. Yes. And the way that this episode was structured, without spoiling anything, just everything is happening at once. And it was just so, it was so fantastic the way that it was done in relation to the narrative. Yes. I just, and, and also this episode uh, was a, a huge payoff episode there was so much explained in this episode as to you know um not like everything but there was a ton of stuff explained in terms of where the characters were what you know why some of the characters were in the position they're in again it's tough to talk without spoilers but um you have to you got to watch the Watchmen, kevin you gotta you gotta catch up definitely i'll, I'll get on it eventually yeah yeah maybe after the wedding <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah anything else you've been uh um, watching i caught up on some of the apple the apple tv plus stuff it's been going mm-hmm. good I'm, yeah. I'm liking where it's going did you see uh c yeah yeah c was yeah that was... did you watch the cringiest episode of the morning show ever 
Oh yeah, the holy moly. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say it gets into uh, the whole. You're talking about the last episode, though. Would yeah, you say the, the most recent one. Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah. And uh, without spoiling anything, really, but I mean, the show is about the Me Too movement, and let's just say we get to see the first interaction that happens in that way. Oh my gosh, I was like yeah. freaking out. It's just, yeah. it's you have to watch this show. It's it's. Incredible. I really would like to catch back up on that one. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I uh, before we get to Kevin, I Silicon Valley ended. I don't know if that was going to be one of yours. I have not seen the final episode yet. Yes. So uh, I'm not going to really talk about it at all. All is to say um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to miss it. Um, and I think that without saying anything, this episode felt like it could have kept going. Is it uh, longer than most or is it still that tw- yeah. 30? It's long- I think it's a... F- uh, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's like a 40-minute Okay, so a Something. bit longer to, to for the proper send off or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it leaves you wanting more. It it just felt like it actually felt like it could have been the first episode of the next season. Interesting, the way that they did it. Again, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just it's very you, when you watch it. Uh, we'll talk about it and kind of go from there. I've I've generally agreed with your thoughts on be it a filler episode or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing about yeah. that. Yeah, and the the very end of the episode we got to talk about because I'm not sure if they left something open. Um, and then I've been I watched one day at Disney. Um, which you know we've been talking about uh, the imagineering the ma- the imagineering story or as Justin calls it behind the imagineers. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Name. Yeah, that, I think maybe, that name does sound good. Just go with that. Um, no, so I've been watching that. But um, one day at Disney's cool because it it cycles between it's like seven minute uh, shorts uh, cycling between different people, not just imagineers, but you know you've got uh, the people at Animal Kingdom. And uh, and just like just the the care and attention to detail and just the love that these people have for their jobs. Like in one of the moments, it shows like one of these guys. He's um he's a train conductor, and he just talks about how like his entire life he's always wanted to just play with trains. He's grew up with trains. He wanted to you know see the trains at Disney, and then one day he's actually running the trains at Disney World. Like it's just. It's so cool. And that's like a an hour long, hour and a half long thing. Yes. And then weekly from here on out, they're going to keep releasing these individual so, stories, I think. Yeah, I believe they're just broken down from the actual movie. So if you want to watch it all in one go, you watch the, the See, movie. Because I heard they were going to weekly release something. Well, they, yeah, they're weekly releasing the seven The things minutes. they've already done? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a okay. little... Um, I, I could be wrong. Like the one that they released so far was just the beginning of the movie, so... Um, yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to quickly mention, uh, I am so close to being done Pokemon. Um, and just as I mentioned in last week's episode, it has just gotten so much harder, um, to, to catch Pokemon. I feel like now that I've gotten closer to the end game, it's, it's eased, it's eased up a little bit, but I just, I don't know. Like, Kevin, are, are you finding this too? Like, do I, do I just suck at Pokemon all of a sudden now that I'm old? Um, I honestly have not been playing very much the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, I do have a 24-hour uh, car ride in January, oh, which I'm hoping to really yeah, yeah, hammer yeah. a lot of it out on. Um, so I'm not sure. It's still really easy where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I only have one badge still. So. Yeah. And I'm you're, finding you're the, just making me more and more afraid of getting to that point where it no, actually gets hard. It's really fun. The the weird thing is the campaign feels a little bit more feels like it's faster. Like going from gym battle to gym battle, catching Pokemon is harder. But but actually battling the gym leaders, I didn't find any challenge in yet. I haven't lost one yet. Um, but I, I have found that like it feels weird because in the previous games there would be all this like 
side stories of doing this and then you would have to interact with Team Rocket and stuff like that. And, and now in this, it just feels like you're going from gym to gym to gym to gym to gym. And I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that apparently the end game after you, you've completed the main story has a lot more to it. So, um, so I'm hoping for that. And I, I, I do, again, this feels like one of the most accessible Pokemon games where I feel like I'm going to actually try to see if I can catch all of them that are in this game. But least. aren't there 200 and something? There's 450 something. And you said it's harder to catch them in, yes. in this game. Now, so that being you're s- taking on that challenge. <laughs> yeah. But but that being said, there's, All power to you. there's yeah. a uh, there's a certain Pokemon you can catch that has a certain move that'll help make it extremely easier oh, to capture. Yeah, yeah, it's not, well, it's not a cheat. cheat. You're, you're gaming the game. Anyways, um, Kevin... What you've been uh, watching or doing or uh, primarily, or I thinking. decided to, <laughs> I decided to give um, a podcast that people had been recommending to me. Oh, the Geek Centric Podcast. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> always uh, every week I yeah. listen. Um, but uh, no, I finally checked out Office Girls. Oh yeah, so Let that's um, that. Jenna Fisher and uh, uh, Angela. Angela, <laughs> just go with Angela. Jeez, I'm upset. I know her name. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually really, really enjoying it. Um, there was eight episodes released when I started, uh, and I've already caught up to this week's most recent episode, episode nine. Um, and because I just watched through the show, it's still fresh enough that what they're talking about, it's almost like I've watched these episodes yeah, recently say, enough. So it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. And oh, her name is Angela. <laughs> yeah, it's Angela. Angela Martin or Mar- Angela Kinsey. Angela Kinsey, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Her name's Angela. Her name's so that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Like um, Phyllis is actually Phyllis. Phyllis yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Michael's actually no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Creed Bratton is literally Creed, Creed Bratton. Bratton. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and but like he, his character even becomes. The former guitar player of the Grassroots, yeah. which is a band that he actually he played actually, in. Oh, yeah, wow. so, so they've, funny. they've merged cool. reality. And he's also a potential killer, right? Like, in like, real in life? The, no, in the show at oh, least, right? That's so funny. <laughs> um, so he's having a lot of, he obviously yeah. had a lot of fun, you know, yeah, with yeah. his persona in that one. Uh, but no, I'm, uh, the, the backstage stories, that's behind good, the eh? scenes, just finding out what's written and what's ad libbed in every episode is the best part. Because oh, you're so like, cool. yeah. man, they're brilliant, these guys. And, you know, the chemistry they develop on on the show and, and everything. So Very cool. I'm looking forward to the next four years of listening to this because that's how long it's going to yeah. take doing an episode a week. Yeah, I know. And and that's the, you know, I ha- I've shared with Kevin, I haven't watched The Office like from beginning to end. I've watched episodes here okay. and there. Yeah, you've jumped um, in, jumped out. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I like the show, but I could see that if you were someone, and The Office has huge fans, and if you were to love the, the show and watch it as like, through and through so many times you would appreciate that podcast to learn all those little nuances of the chemistry and, yeah it's, and it's awesome because i mean i'm i would consider myself an office expert i would go to a trivia night and i think i'd do quite well you know if you gave me one of those buzzfeed how much of a 20 out of 20 no problem <laughs> but so that stuff i know yeah you are know. you a phyllis or a <laughs> are you, or a Dwight? No, no he's I'm, a Kevin. I'm a pure he's Kevin. A Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> he'd he'd be the guy with the chili yeah, for sure. Spilling the chili. Spilling the chili. Oh my god! Remember that time we were uh, we were running down a hill in mud? I had my brand new oh, hockey jersey so on awesome. and just wiped out all the way down the hill. Yeah, I am a hundred percent Kevin the best, ch- with I'm the chili. Picturing it right now. The best thing was Kevin stood up. He was just like, "Oh no." 
Oh no, he was just he was <laughs> it was so muddy. But that's oh. that's probably the, probably the most interesting. You know, I, I uh, caught up on obviously uh, Imagineers. Yeah, sad that there's only going to be one more episode, which I'm not going to watch until after we come back. Yeah, from see, Galaxy's I, Edge. I've already read and seen everything there is. <laughs> yeah. so I think it'll only make me more excited. Sure, but I can see the opposite of that. Yeah, I'm ready to. I want to see it all for myself, and uh, even to the point where there's so much, uh, so many videos coming around rise of skywalker and i was just like did you watch the one today um oh i mean rise of resistance i keep oh. getting those confused um <laughs> i even, think it's funny though that they're both called rise rise like, they of both have rise. something yeah, yeah well i'm gonna rise when i go see that movie you know no, uh, have you heard the complications they're having and the people are lining up at four o'clock in the morning with and the movie or with the ride with, with, this the, ride. Is with the ride yeah, yeah. And, and you know if you're not there at four or five in the morning yeah you know boarding passes are so you think by the time we go I think it'll, it'll be, be better yeah I think it'll be immensely better okay okay i'm hoping i mean i'm willing to wake up at four i mean even yeah that's even, what we said we would be willing to do it if it oh yeah i'll do it yeah we'll definitely yeah. do it yeah i just would rather not have to yeah sure. exactly that'd be great cool. you know um if i have to line up for an hour yeah. but i can show up whenever yeah. like at, for park open instead of three uh, that's sure. that's my game plan it, hopefully it, it would be cool if they give if they do like the boarding pass thing like even still but time. it's not as bad yeah yeah well just before we move into the news uh we've got a uh, a write-in question uh we have steven from florida who writes in uh florida we're gonna be there soon uh who writes in and asks what's your favorite part of your christmas meal and should it be turkey and ham or turkey and roast beef what do you think? What are you thinking? Um, I don't think roast beef is very Christmassy. Yeah. But I don't like ham. Oh. So I'll say neither. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and what's your favorite what's your favorite part of the Christmas meal? Uh, Christmas mountain. Christmas so I start mountain. with mashed potato base, all of the corn that I can handle. Yeah. Turkey on there yeah. and then just Gravy. I want to see a fan art of, of Kevin in his hockey new hockey uniform Yo. slipping down Christmas I Mount. guarantee you that's what we're going to do. That sounds like a brilliant that's idea. That's awesome. Start drawing it now, Justin. Uh, Justin, what is your favorite part of the Christmas meal? I got to say the turkey. Yeah. It is the turkey. For Christmas, I'm, I'm, I'm easy. Mm. You could do turkey and ham. Mm-hmm. My house wouldn't do ham. Sure. They'd probably go with more beef. Okay. Or a lamb. A lamb. Oh. That's very... That, like seem, my uncle. that seems more yeah. Christmassy to me than like a roast yeah. beef. I don't but know why. It, my uncle like did it once. Lamb curry. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine. That would actually be yeah. pretty on par too. No, but you season it with like... Mint goes really well yeah. with the lamb. Oh, that yeah. seems very Christmassy Festive, to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, figs. My uncle did it with figs. Okay. Yeah, so cool. uh, that's something. Ooh, did he make a figgy pudding? Oh. Figgy pudding. Um, And then uh, this is kind of cheating, but... Uh, I actually prefer Christmas breakfast to Christmas dinner. Do you do anything special or is it just a big breakfast? It's, it's well, it's a big breakfast, but we're, you know, my family's Irish, so we've got like the the scones, freshly baked scones, freshly baked uh, potato bread, um, th- like two kinds of bacon, two kinds of sausage. Uh, and and like hash browns and tater tots and all this stuff and it's, it's a just, hell of a lot of starch and oh, carbs, my it's friend. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. That's Christmas morning. It's Christmas. Uh, that's yeah, Christmas morning. So but then he takes a five-hour nap. Yeah, exactly. dude. It's honestly our Christmas. Like we do dinner. We watch a movie. We go to sleep. We wake up. Christmas. Uh, no, we do stockings, breakfast, lunch, presents, dinner. <laughs> it's like so a you whole, do lunch. 
right after breakfast. You're just <laughs> rolling in. That's crazy. I think we did I say presents in between. No. Oh no. 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 Oh. But no, yeah. you, you, it sounds like you literally have the exact same day as us. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna and like I don't know if the movie you watch before is the same every Ooh, year. I'm wondering yeah. if that might come up we'll, later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh yeah. But yeah. have we not talked about enough food on this show? Let's get to some <laughs> movies, guys. Awesome. Well, I'm listen, hungry. we're gonna dive into the news. It's all about the details. For our first news story, Aladdin spinoff featuring Prince Anders in the works at Disney+. Plus. This from Boris Kitt over at The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, in what marks a whole new world for Disney, the studio is developing its first spinoff from one of its live-action remakes. Disney has hired Jordan Dunn and Michael Kavam uh, to pen a script for Aladdin. Um, this is a, an Aladdin offshoot starring Prince Anders, uh, who's the scene-stealing character played by Billy Magnuson in the live-action film. So, guys, we talked about Mina Masood having a hard time getting auditions last week, and now Billy Magnuson is just strolling, swooping in. Swooping and- <laughs> in. Just such a poor timing for this these two but, stories to it, come out. Is it strategic? Like, is that Disney's way yeah. of strategically kind of telling that guy to go, go to hell? Yeah. Like, that seems really mean. Yeah. I hope not. I mean, I just think that I do like his Billy Magnuson's character, Prince Anders, in that was awesome. He was like, great. I, I he's, loved him. He's also like the best part of Game Night as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. He's so good in that one. So yeah. I'll watch a whole he's movie charming. of. And dumb. And dumb. He plays dumb really well. Yes. Dumb can be very enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, I um, he was he was funny. I, I don't think I got enough of him though to really appreciate him. Well, that's that's why they're making a whole. But series, I, I don't right? think he's. I don't know if I would say he he was like a scene stealer though. Yeah, like the scene stealer means that like he 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 just outshined. Right. But I don't think was, anyone outshined in that movie. He was though. so fun though whenever he was on, and so I think they went, man, we could do so much with this guy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to figure out if the spinoff is a. Is a series or if it's a... I heard it was a movie. A movie. Oh, I heard it was a movie. See, that would make more sense. Because I don't think I could watch like three seasons of this no, character. No, 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 you know no, no. I mean? give, give me an hour and a half more and then let's move on. Yeah. Interesting. Right on to Disney+. Plus. That's going to be... That's kind of... Is that the new... That's like the new well, made for TV, I guess. I guess so. But I think that this just shows that Disney Plus is just an open door for them to do anything that they want content-wise. Yeah. And if they put it out there and it gets good reception, they're kind of learning from their audience to see what they like. Yeah. I think it's a sign that they're really going, this, the content that they're going to be putting on this is going to be constant and and regular and, and, you know, a cut above just typical. I mean, all the streaming services are kind of upping their game in terms of quality and budget and and that sort of thing. So, Mm -hmm. but this just shows they're not going to be a show here, a show here. They're going to be pumping content onto this thing left, right, and center. I do think though that there is more of an opportunity that, opportunity for them to put out some duds mm. so something like this while it, it sounds interesting it's like i'm, I'm it's kind of weary miss. yeah that's that's my I, thing i was kind of thinking the same thing when we talked about the uh the game show the star wars game show last week yeah absolutely. i was like that that can either be amazing or it can fail so hard i'm gonna bet on the latter oh no <laughs> yeah poor ahmed best yeah seriously um let's go into this next news story um the matrix four and Flash release dates are announced by Warner Brothers. Uh, finally, <laughs> this reported by Andrew Smith from IGN, uh, who reports Warner Bros. has announced the release dates for Matrix 4 and the Flash movie after a multitude of delays and setbacks for both. 
Uh, currently slated for a few years away, The Matrix 4 working title will release on May 21st, 2021. And The Flash is set to premiere on July 1st, 2022. Um, also, The Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are scheduled to release on the same, same day. I read that. Day. Has kind that ever funny. happened? Um, Has anybody had like two major blockbuster movies release on, on the, the same, same day? day? I know that there's been times where I think even The Rock has had two movies in theaters. You know, that's fine. Yeah. That's not the same thing. But to be the star of two blockbusters releasing on the same day. That's Should crazy. we search the internet and pause and see if there is No, actually... it's, it's more yeah, of a, a, you know, write in, a rhetorical write in. Po- yeah. you know, ponder. If, if you've ever had that happen, write in. If you've ever released a movie the same day. <laughs> um, but... Next thing you know, you have Samuel L. Jackson yeah, emailing yeah. us. <laughs> Yeah, but is he ever really the star of a movie? No, I know. Mm. Not no, but very that's, often. This, that's a very good point. I think it's interesting that two big movies that are very heavily focused on Keanu Reeves, Keanu. and they're blockbusters. Whoa. They are going to be blockbusters. They're yeah. being released on the same day. That's pretty... I feel like, though, as we get closer to that date, one of them's going to be moving. Mm. Only because... It seems crazy. It would be like Men in Black and Wild Wild West coming out on the same day. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Can and they like, be in the same universe? Because that well, would be awesome. Well, um, that's well, that's interesting. But yeah. I think what's... No, we tr- Favreau tried that with Cowboys and Aliens, and it, it sucked. sucked. Mm. But I think it's it's cool, though, that you know the mentality could be just, well, let's let's all share money on Keanu yeah. on the same day. What if, I mean, we'll just make a Keanu day. What if you make, yeah, use it as part of the marketing, right? Like yeah. you, you you take advantage of that. Yeah. The, the Keanu challenge. Yeah. Go see both movies. There Hashtag you go. Keanu challenge. Yeah, Done. we should start that. We're going to start that. Warner yeah. Bros. Hey, don't give our ideas out. Warner Bros., <laughs> why don't you hire us, okay? Um, and yeah, The Flash, I mean, that's just, it's still Ezra, but like. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. We're going to talk about it with Wonder Woman, but yeah. I'm more interested in in what's going on there yeah. than what they're currently working on with something like Flash with how stuck it's been. Mm. Well, and I just think I would have enjoyed it and been more excited to see it before they all got together and fought together. And I think that's the gamble that like you know Warner Brothers is doing is that they feel like they could tell the ensemble and then revisit these characters individually, and it doesn't really... I, don't know. I mean, it's I even I enjoyed Aquaman, yeah. but I think it would have been a far more effective movie had it been first. Mm. That's mm. all. But I mean, we've we've gone we've beaten this to death, right? I think everybody <laughs> we've in, beaten uh, you the know. DC horse yeah. <laughs> to death. Um, <laughs> no, but Keanu Day yeah. hashtag Keanu hashtag challenge Keanu challenge brilliant idea. Let's do it. Um, let's move into our final news story. Uh, Home Alone reboot taps Jojo Rabbit's Archie Yates. Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, in an exclusive write-up from, uh, this from Justin Kroll over at Variety, who writes, Archie Yates, Ellie Kemper, and Rob Delaney will star in the Disney Plus Home Alone reboot. Uh, Sources add Kemper is still in negotiations and a deal is not yet closed. Uh, Dan Mazur is on board to direct the film uh, with a script by Mike Day and uh, Streeter Seidel. Uh, Sources say that Yates will not be playing the iconic Kevin McAllister, uh, but a new character in a similar premise to the old franchise. Um, So... Guys, do we need a net? There's already five of these movies and, in existence. And this just sounds like Home Alone 6. <laughs> if it's not a true reboot, right. it's just Home Alone 6. You it's know, just another what? spin-off. Like not, but you know what I mean? It's just another uh, kid in the same scenario. Like, But it really raises the question, why does it need to be remade? Why does yeah. it need to be rebooted? Yeah. Why does it need the, that sort of uh, revival when 
when the original is still so relevant. But I mean, I, I think they've done this with a lot of, like, this is the whole reboot issue. I, but yes. I think with this one specifically, unlike, say, two movies that mm-hmm. they released in the early 2000s that they then released this year in Charlie's Angels. Yeah. This is literally just something they've been doing every five years mm-hmm. in a direct to video format poorly. Yeah. What makes me think this is going to be any different? Disney Plus? I don't know. Uh, no, man. here's like, Disney, that dud we were talking yeah, about. But yeah, but that's and that's the thing, right? And like if we think about it, Disney's always been about the sort of direct to video, direct to TV mentality. Yeah. Disney Plus just allows them to target all of that in one location. Yeah. So that anyone who wants that can 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 have it. Mm-hmm. Like I know this is really weird, but on our Lion King uh video, mm-hmm. right? We get comments about how other Lion King characters should be should have been featured, yeah. but they were from like a direct to TV or right, you know, like where's, was, yeah, yeah. Where's this character? It's like where's Kovu? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, where's Kovu? Right? Yeah. And it's just like uh, that's yeah. no, not not what I know of Lion King. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I listen. I have a confession. I feel really bad. I told you he hasn't seen Home Alone. No, I've seen Home okay. Alone. Okay. <laughs> but I've seen another movie that you haven't seen yet that you both really wanted to watch. But you, Oh, how was it? You weren't watching. You JoJo <laughs> rabbit watching <laughs> son of a bee. You went and saw it? I saw it like a couple of days after. Did we you have were to go downtown? To go. I had to go oh, downtown. Oh, he just. Yeah. Oh, so you've been be, you've been keeping this secret. <laughs> what is going yeah. on? And now, now that I've seen, <laughs> and now, and that, now I, that it's relevant, now you're going to talk relevant. about it. Well, yeah. listen, um, Archie Yates is so charming in that movie. When I saw that casting, I haven't yeah. even seen the movie, and I said he looks funny in the trailer, dude. He honestly, he's I could I could literally see someone sitting watching Jojo Rabbit saying that's gonna we're gonna make a Home Alone movie with this kid because he is so charming. He I feel like. Similar to Macaulay Culkin in the original, he has the ability, he has the chops well, that's, to that's pull it off. So they, that could carry it then. Yes. Right. Because that, I think, is you know a huge point. He's for, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Cool. Well, um, I'm so happy to have that off my chest now. Uh, Jojo Man, Rabbit bastard. is uh, up there with Knives Out as one of the best movies of the year. Just saying that before everyone else says. Um, let's go into trailer time. It's trailer time. <laughs> Our first trailer is uh, Mulan. Uh, this is directed by Nikki Caro, uh, starring Yifei Liu, uh, Donnie Yen, and Jet Li. Um, this, this new trailer, because uh, there's been two trailers now so far, this new trailer gave me so many chills. I, I'm so excited for this movie. I honestly, I, I feel like I'm, I'm way more excited than you guys <laughs> looking at you guys right now. Honestly, after that first one, I had no desire to see this movie. And I thought, ugh, there's there's the first one that I just don't get at all. Mm-hmm. Man, did this trailer change my mind. Good. It looks sick. Good. You know what? The problem with the first one was not that it didn't look good. It didn't look like Mulan. Okay. It looked more like a crouching tiger hidden dragon, dragon than it did a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think, still isn't going to have them. Like, I don't think they're going to be singing Be a Man while they're training. Right. But they put a bloody Mulan song in the background, oh. and you're like, now I'm connecting to this as a Disney movie. When that epic version of Reflection yes. comes on, yeah. and you see the army riding towards her. Like, it was wicked. Like, first of all, like, the visuals in this movie? Well, he runs up the wall, Holy. and he's... It's, it's it was, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but, but 
Mulan. Yes. Well, that's 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 essentially what the problem was with the first trailer. Yeah. Is exactly what Kevin described. Yeah. Is that for the audience, they were just seeing a Crouching Tiger movie, but no connection to Disney. And the, the and here story there were slight nods. Sure. The yes. look into the reflection in the sword, yes. you know, and just the and the, and the, the, the training scene yeah. and, yeah. and everything. the visuals of the camp and, and, and even just the bad guy, oh. right? And, like the bad guy looks. And with her dad, I'm so ready to start crying. Like, I can't wait. I love crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also. Regular love... listeners are getting that impression. <laughs> but also, um, like. I just love how it looks like kids are going to be bored out of their minds with this movie. Like, I'm so I, glad I don't to see. Know. I no, don't... listen. There's no cartoonish animated dragon voice by Josh Gad, and I love, I love that. I'm so happy about that. No, yeah. I just, I hope that Disney can stick the landing and and make a movie for original Mulan fans and not wrap it up in some gimmicky cartoon character. Yeah, I, I, I think it's very clear that we won't see a character like that, or Good. there won't be anything like there's that. There's still there, magic. There was yeah, that but, bird or whatever. Yes. Oh, there's going to be a dragon. No, the, I think there's going to be a dragon, but it's going to come in that form rather okay. than like a 3D talking cartoony yeah. dragon. Sit on her shoulder. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Mm. It's going to be it's going to be a very spiritual sort of thing. Cool. But I, I like the idea of adopting the crouching tiger, hidden dragon sort of aesthetic. And the, there's there's magic in that, right? Yeah. Like in that in that story. Um, yeah. There's a lot of war and stuff like that as well, but. This has this trailer shows that there's there's such a balance between the battles that she's obviously going to go through mm-hmm. and what she's going to discover of herself, just like the original story. Yeah, uh, I think I think Mulan's probably my favorite of the princess movies. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so, so I'm, I'm, I'm you're I, in. I'm, I, I was in after the first trailer. Yeah, when I started hearing stuff about it, I was like, yeah, that's one that they need to bring to life. Cool. Where's Hercules though? <laughs> yeah, that'll be next, right? Moving into our next trailer, uh, Free Guy. This is directed by Sean Levy, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi, Jodie Com- uh, Comer, and Joe Keery. Uh, this is about a bank teller who discovers that he's actually an NPC inside of a brutal open world video game. Uh, guys, what did you think about like this is Free basic? Guy? This is basically, you know, what if one of the background characters in Grand Theft Auto figured out where he was right sure, it looks yeah, awesome yeah and i think it's actually more targeted towards the Fortnite kids than it is to yeah the well you well no i, I don't say. think it has that much i mean with the i mean you can no 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 he's got something there like in the the um at the beginning of the trailer you open with like a skydiver diving down that's how every Fortnite game sure starts. but but it's that dance that kids are doing now. yeah i mean there's nods to i'm sure a hundred different video, video games. games in this but this yes. is far more a Grand Theft Auto kind of world than it is a Fortnite running around building things on an island. You know, this is in the middle of a city. Well, are you building in Fortnite or are you... Yeah, you build. There's building. There's... Yeah, yeah, I know. We're all all old. We don't Fortnite. But um, but no, I love love the nods to the video games. Like, it's it's definitely going to have that... I, I like that it's got that subtle video game nod to it where it's like... It's a la sort of Wreck It Ralph style where it's not right in your face, but those who know, know. Right, and um, I also love how the trailer starts from the studio that brought you Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, twice. That might be the best joke in the trailer. So good, yeah. but like, I just liked uh, you know the entire time. I'm thinking how you know there's so much violence and 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 so much uh, you know references and sexual jokes and stuff. I'm like, how is Disney making this? And then at the end of the trailer, you see that Fox logo, and you remember, oh yeah, <laughs> they they must have acquired that. Um, but I. I don't know, guys. This looks so much fun, and Taika Waititi's in it. Like, 
Yeah, let's that, go. You, you know. can already predict what his character, who his character is going to be. Yeah, gonna Ryan be, Reynolds is going to Reynolds. Like that's, yeah. that's what. <laughs> oh no, I mean uh, Taika. He's going to oh. probably be the uh, the the billionaire investor who's funding that game. Yeah, that he's in. I could right? see that. Yeah. he's like the he's the outside world. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys going to go see this on uh, July third, twenty twenty? Yeah, I, I we'll see what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm I I don't know. Like just the cast. It's a, it's a pretty prime spot. Yeah. Like that's like and seeing seeing like long weekend. Right. And obviously Ryan Reynolds, but then seeing uh seeing Taika and then Joe Keery from uh Stranger Things, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like it's sort of hitter after hitter, but cool. Well, uh let's go into our next trailer, Wonder Woman 1984. This is directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed the first Wonder Way- Wonder Way- Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> Wonder Woman movie. Um starring Gal Gadot. Chris Pine, which, how is he back, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't think they're he, giving he, it away in the trailer, though. Kristen, like, they're going to... Kristen Wiig. Did he parachute out of the plane before it blew up and <laughs> into a, a time portal? Like, that's the only thing that really makes sense. Obviously, I feel like there's going to be something to do with Kristen Wiig's character, the way yes. that they set that trailer yeah. up. Um, and then we've got our Mando boy, Pedro Pascal, in there. I was so delighted to see him in there. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's... It feels like the DC marketing team was just like, uh, yeah, you know Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, 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 just do that. Do that, but with Wonder Woman. That seems like their plan for everything. Right? Yeah. I mean, kind of. Suicide I mean, I get with the, the visual. Visually, absolutely. Yeah. And if you look at the posters, like the yeah, posters that's what I mean. are. Like, that, but, that's, but that's what I mean in terms of the visual marketing. Yeah. But I don't think this trailer made me think of I guess it was the Thor. 80s vibe got me feeling it. I, that, okay, the, the biggest misstep, because this trailer looks wicked. I hated the first Wonder Woman and, and I'm like legit excited to see this. Cool. Uh, like two words, swinging on friggin' lightning. Yeah, that was... I think four words. Pretty I can't unreal. Count. But uh, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. How do you not use Ride the Lightning by Metallica? Right. Like it Either. came out in 1984. Oh, and like imagine wow. cutting a trailer to like it would have been way better than that crap techno. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I mean, I, 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 I agree I with like you, the though. first one. I agree with you. I, I yeah. got the vibes, though, that they're trying to market it like a Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. You know, they're playing off that sort of. I'm waiting for the next trailer to have more comedy. Yeah. You know? No, I but, don't, but, I don't t- think but so. But to, no? to their credit. I, it's the marketing, though, of the strategy of like pulling off, again, nostalgia, right? Like people like that that vibe. But, but I don't think you can blame Wonder Woman for that. It's no. set in 1984. I think the thing is Taika took a very 80s retro sort of vibe with right. his sure. movie that for didn't sure. need, to, need be, to be, you know? That's fair. That's fair. So maybe, yeah, maybe... Because I can see it, I just like don't think they're trying to copy it all. Yeah, and you guys are, we're all going to go see it? Yeah, I, I'm excited. He, yeah. Like you said, right before the opening night. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. We'll definitely go. Cool. I mean, I did like the first one. I'm, I just, I'm freaked out by the whole Chris Pine thing, but I don't know, hopefully they make it work. You know, speaking of uh, things coming back from the dead... Uh, like Chris Pine in Wonder Woman. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We finally got to see the the next trailer for everyone. I think we've all loved Ghostbusters growing up. Uh, Jason Reitman directed... Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. What a liar. liar. Yeah. This Wee. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wee. Listen. Wee. Kevin and Justin loved Ghostbusters. I promise I'm going to see both Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. Not, not the third one, but both of them before. We should have demanded that he watch them before we watched the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Listen. Okay. Dude, that's we a missed so opportunity. You're not even allowed to talk about this one, I don't think. <laughs> directed by Jason Reitman, who, uh, Reitman, who directed June 
Juno, uh, and a couple episodes of The Office. Um, this is starring Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. Um, for those who uh, might not be aware, uh, the description is basically saying, when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and a secret legacy that their grandfather left behind. Um, major Force Awakens vibes from this trailer, right? Did you guys get that at all? No? Am I the only one? <laughs> I wish... I what? Wish, I wish Kevin's eyes could Dude. somehow be translated through the microphone. What the hell are you talking about? Dude, like, even from the moment where uh, Paul Rudd is like, who are you? Right? And you hear that, and then you, it does the... Right? You, don't, you didn't hear that part? The text? Nope. <laughs> I, I might agree with Nate on the sense that I got those it, vibes. It was the Force Awakens in the sense of like really going back. Yes. Like it does it does really capture this idea of these kids going back and discovering something and bringing forth the next chapter in the Ghostbusters saga. I don't know. Like that I, is I, a not, stretch if I've ever heard I, one. I, I don't like. I I I kind of get what he's saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't say that it, it is. It is exactly like the Force Awaken trailer. Well, listen, I'll let, but you, guys, it does pull. I'll let you guys take it from here. <laughs> it it looks awesome. I don't know. Kev, what do you think? I thought that trailer sucked. <gasps> sucked. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. The first Ghostbusters is a comedy. Mm. A laugh out loud. One of the best comedies of the 80s. Even mm. the sequel, which is not the same caliber of movie, is still really funny. Do you remember? There's the- not a single laugh in that trailer. Yeah. That is a Boring, lame, dull trailer for for a movie that should be fun and exciting. And I get the idea of trying to separate itself from the slapstick BS that we got in the version a few years ago. Yeah, that just sucked. Yeah. Um. But that I this this was the trailer I was most looking forward to watch, and this is the movie I'm least looking forward to see. Oh, no. And I can't believe that, yeah, I, considering where I was on Mulan and Wonder Woman going into this right. round of trailers. Yeah. Flip-flop. Interesting. Yeah, that's some hot takes. Yeah, I'm Kevin. a little fired up about it. I'm yeah. really upset. Yeah. But Kevin, did, do, you, do you happen to remember the marketing? Because you guys are old. So do you remember the marketing for the original Ghostbusters? In was, 1984, the year before a- I was born? No, I do not remember. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we weren't around for that. I'm we just still- wondering, did, did they market that as a comedy? Or did they market it more as an action movie? If you watch the movies that made us, yeah. they will tell you the oh. answer to this question. You can spoil it. Their marketing strategy was very rushed. Okay. Um, everything, it just kind of fell into pieces. But, very, but like, didn't they just use the... Yeah, they used that musical track. So I think I've seen the trailer, and it's a lot more upbeat and fun than that was. So, But I would agree with Kevin that, yes, it doesn't have a fun vibe. But I think its intent is to distance itself from that slapstick style. I think this is only a teaser. We'll yeah. see another full trailer, and that will hopefully have some think, of that comedy. I think if Paul it, Rudd is going to bring those jokes. I really hope so. I, like, who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Right. Yeah. Um, I, but if, if it's the kids that put on the stuff and not Paul Rudd? Oh, Paul Rudd's going to definitely put it on. Because Paul Rudd is us in that movie, mm-hmm. so we better be putting on a backpack and fighting mm-hmm. some ghosts. Yep. And obviously, sure. you don't have to give away that sort of thing. No, for sure. Um, I, I that's just, what I like to There's not a laugh in that trailer. I know, not but, a single laugh, even from Paul Rudd. But I think that that's what I actually... The, the, the thing that you mentioned where you know they don't sh- they don't give away a lot. They're just showing off the bits and like pieces of... It just looks like Yeah. I don't know. We'll it, see. I, it it might have just been a weak teaser. I think it was a weak teaser. If that was all I get, yeah. I will still go see it on opening night. Yeah, sure. Don't get me wrong here. Yeah. But, yeah. 
but yeah, yeah. I'm 100% I'm actually I got again as somebody who's not seen the Ghostbusters movies this trailer made me really excited to see it carried forward um, but also to kind of go back and, and see where that that history and why you guys you love it so much you have to watch it man. yeah yeah you have to watch those before you see this of course yeah of course 100% cool well uh, that is it for trailer time Whew, I'm gonna go uh, put a cold compress on my head here. I got a little fiery. <laughs> yeah, a little fired I up. apologize. Yeah, you're, you're a little red. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll we'll take a, a quick break and put a cold compress on Kevin's head, and then uh, hop into our topic of the show. Merry Christmas, everybody! With the Christmas season in full effect. Uh, and Star Wars dominating our episode next week. We thought that we would discuss our top three Christmas movies of all time. Uh, this will be sort of a round robin where uh, there might be some overlap. So if there is, we can either last minute sub in an extra one or discuss it together. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about our, our top three favorite Christmas movies. How do you guys want to do this? Um, yeah, we'll start with Justin. Okay, cool. Um, I would have to say that my third favorite Christmas movie actually isn't one movie, but multiple movies. No. It's actually a series. Cheater. Well, yes, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I like watching it at Christmas time. Okay. And, and what it's is like it? a, usually a marathon. Oh. It's the Harry Potter series. Okay. Almost That's cool. every year at some point in that Christmas holiday period, yeah. I will do a marathon. All of them. Movies. Yeah. All, all of them. That's funny. I... I We'll dabble with a, a Harry Potter marathon yeah. every one or two years, yeah. but never at Christmas time. I might try that next year. Well, the next I, time the, I do the it, the first I like two that. movies are very Christmassy. Well, right? yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, you do get really far away from the festive spirit by the end of it. So <laughs> no, maybe... for sure. Yeah, but I, I think that um, I think they all have the like the nuance of Christmas in right. it because it's a full year. And like you're you're covering the full year of yeah. of Harry, right? Yeah. So there's always that Christmas period. And didn't they always come out? Around Christmas time. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like Star Wars for me, where I feel like Star Wars can kind of feel like a Christmas movie for some people because it, it came out around well, that time. Or even like Lord of the Rings, I feel, yeah, is see, the same so, idea. Yeah, that's that's that would be another one that I would probably crush over the holidays. That, the, What's that? Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So, I thought so we were maybe... talking about Christmas movies, <laughs> not movies you'll watch at Christmas. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, it would, would you consider... The after the second one, Christmas movies for the Harry Potter. Uh, no, you know what? I, I guess you know to Kevin's point, it does pretty get it gets pretty off topic for yeah. Christmas, and but it's just dark. Like, yeah, it gets yeah. dark. But I like I just I don't I don't know what it is. I always feel like at Christmas time, I like to just marathon those movies. Christmas is magical. Yeah. It's, exactly. That's fine. I, I'm okay with that. I'll, that's yeah. a very loose Christmas movie, yeah. but I get it. Wingardium yeah. I get Christmas. It. Yeah. I promise my next two will be more Christmassy. That's okay. No Sorry, worries. it probably no. wasn't best to start with no, me. Justin, no, that's, Justin, yeah. listen. You're a special little snowflake and we love you. <laughs> it can only get better from here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I might upset you guys because uh, my number three... You may already have. And again, if there's overlap, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, be prepared to have maybe a, another one. I think with this one, it's almost unavoidable that there's going to be the same movie on multiple Especially lists. Especially when my, my third favorite Christmas movie is Elf. Uh, Elf released in 2013, uh, directed by Johnny Favs, our Johnny Favreau. Right, it's so fitting. Yeah. I was like, I, I completely forgot that he he's uh, he's even in the movie. He plays a pediatrician in the movie. I actually watched it like just last night. Um, and yeah, this is starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, 
Ed Asner, um, Amy Sedaris, who we're going to talk about later uh, in uh, in in our Watch Club with the Mando. Um, but yeah, guys, um, I love I love this movie. I love how the it, it's just so heartwarming. It's joyous. It's a lot simpler than I remembered. Um, like I, I love watching it every like I don't watch it every Christmas, but every now and like few Christmases I'll I'll, I'll pop it on and it's um, I don't know it's it's just it's great. It's Will Pier- It's Will Ferrell at the peak of his career, um, right? You know, post SNL. You know what I mean? Um, did you guys ever watch uh, Elf? Kind of. Do you guys watch Elf around the holidays? See, you you mentioned your um, Christmas Eve traditions of you know, like in my house, we get a new pair of Christmas pajamas, yeah, uh, and then we sit down and watch a movie. And for the last ten plus years, it's yeah. Elf every every year. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. our Christmas Eve movie. So that's actually number two on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, like the the dynamic between Will Ferrell and James Caan is just so fun. Uh, yeah. Like you just like you just James Caan, you know, Godfather style, but in a Christmas <laughs> family movie is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this is Zoe Deschanel before she becomes unbearably adorable. Yeah. Like I really like her in this one. She's got a little, just enough edge. Yeah. I, but still has the and, sweetness. But blonde. I didn't like mm-hmm. her with the blonde hair though. Freaked me out. Yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. But different. you know, she's got a great voice. So yes. I love, like, baby, it's cold outside. I yeah. don't care what anybody says, PC. Or yeah. not, it's a great uh, Christmas tune. It's probably in my top three yeah. Christmas songs, you yeah, know. Absolutely. So uh, I love that, and just uh, and Bob Newhart is oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. When, he's, when he's giving the open dialogue, opening dialogue to the camera, yes, I felt like this could have been an episode of The Office. Like I felt like in, like an, a cool revival of the Elf brand should be The Office, but. At the uh, the, you know, workshop? Stand, the workshop, the workshop, hundred percent. How awesome. good would that That'd be? be fun. Right, where he's like the boss there, and then buddies screwing stuff up, and like I don't know, it would be awesome. Um, I, some of my top moments in that movie: uh, the Gimbal's manager Wanda, um, that you know, played by Faison Love, uh, when he announces, you know, Santa is coming tomorrow, and just Santa, and just like freaks out. It's so good. Um, and uh, and and fun fact, by the way. Um, the scene where Buddy chugs a two-liter bottle of Coke uh, and lets out the longest burp ever is actually a real burp, uh, dubbed by voice actor Maurice LaMarche, oh, who Maurice, you might yeah. know as Egon from the Ghostbusters animated series, uh, and uh, and Pink. Uh, he's from Pinky and the Brain. He plays Brain. Brain yeah, he's oh, from he's, Canada. Yeah. Oh, he's that's actually a friend of ours, uh, uh, Eric. That's his uncle. No way. Yeah, or really? cousin. Or oh, mom's cousin or something, but he's in the family. So we and know like, the guy that did the burp. Like my Sarah, um, <clears throat> who's a, a loves uh, aspirations of being a voice actor. Yeah. She's he's like her hero in that regard. He's look at his IMDb. It's probably a thousand credits long. He's you know yeah this generation's voice god essentially. So that was that was kind of neat to to see that little you know we're talking about Ghostbusters and what have you to see that that tie in um, and Johnny Favs of course directing it. I just. This movie, pacing wise, I thought did a really good job. There yes. wasn't really any moments where I was yeah. like, "Okay, There's no like, lulls. keep it going." That's, it's it's the know? perfect well, Christmas movie, and, and even yeah. the cheese, like yeah. you know, the last part where they're singing to take get the sled off the ground, you know, yeah. that could be really cringy, I mean, sure, sweet and lovely, and it you was. don't mind. It yeah, was, it just everything works, yeah. and it was very relevant because it, you know it talked about the idea of everyone forgetting about Christmas, forgetting about Santa, yes. you know, and then this idea of how just Christmas is this sort of belief. Yeah, that just makes everything kind of happen. Yeah, and it's the, the, it's the traditional Christmas movie yeah. vibes without like 
shoving it down your throat. Exactly. You know? I love uh, the Dink was in the movie. Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Miles Finch, oh, the stuck-up oh, book author. Yes, I love. I love the. Was so good. I loved what the uh, what his father did. What that he worked. He was a, in a publishing house. Yeah, they were producing like a kids yeah, book producing kids books, but he yeah. he could care less about yeah. the, the puppy and the the the, <laughs> the whatever the owl or whatever. I loved. I loved all the like the the shenanigans that went on when when things started falling apart with the story and everything <laughs> like that. And they were like, "We got to work overnight. You got to work on Christmas oh, Eve and get it done." <laughs> so good. I really like all the. Uh, sort of nods to former Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, so you got the animation in the Norwal scene when he's starting his journey, yes. which is reminiscent of a movie that I'm about to talk about. Okay. So I won't get too far into that. Sure. Um, you know, you got the snowball fight, which is very a Christmas story. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when he cuts it, when he cuts the decorations up, Edward scissor hand oh, style, yeah. you know, I yeah. I didn't even think about that. There's lots of like neat little Christmas nods. It's, That's it's so awesome. Cool. It's awesome. Very cool. Better than it had any right to be, I think. Yes. Which, which is weird because it's like, why wasn't there a sequel? Um, apparently. Why does it need a sequel? Well, they, they did an animated short. Yes. And I, I agree with you that I don't think it needs a sequel. Favreau was interested in doing it, and then and then Will uh, Ferrell said he wouldn't do it, and going back and forth, right? Um, I could see them doing maybe a, an anniversary, like three years from now, an an- ten year anniversary sequel, or even just a, a series or something like that. You know, on- interesting that Will Ferrell would do a sequel to Ron Burgundy. Yeah, which was not a very good movie. Right. Not not the original, but the, the Ron Burgundy two. Yeah, but he wouldn't do a sequel yeah. to this. You know, no, yeah. Ron Burgundy was very successful. Like so was Elf. Yeah, I mean, it, it's maybe grown in stature as a cult sort yes. of thing. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know the box office. You might be right. But yeah, I mean, Elf. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go to the next one. But a, a lovely, simple story about acceptance and wanting to belong, yeah. while spreading cheer in a world full of cynics. I just. Uh, I love that message, and well, uh, yeah, very cool. Thanks. Justin. That was lovely. Thank you. Um, uh, I think we I think we spend a bit more time on that than we will the others, but it's okay because again, that knocks number two off my list, okay. so we we can you know speed round it there. There you go. Uh, but I will go to my number three. Mm-hmm. I will start my list the same way Christmas always started for me growing up, and that was whenever Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer first showed on TV. That was when it was like really time. For Christmas for me. And yes, again, this is a time when you'd watch things on television when they were aired, not yeah. whenever the now, heck was, you wanted. With Kevin, was this black and white for you or did they <laughs> add color by then? <laughs> um, no, but so, and this is, you know, this was always my favorite. Uh, this was uh, by Rankin and Bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, kind of, they did that uh, stop motion animation style that I, I just loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe they called it Animagic, oh. which is, it sounds like a geek-centric oh, term, yeah. you know? Fun box. <laughs> Fanimation, that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, thing, yeah. right? Um, but I just I just love the look of it. It still looks so cool and unique, and and the characters, uh, you know, you got Yukon Cornelius, yeah. Hermie the Elf, the wannabe dentist, <laughs> uh, Bumble the misunderstood abominable snowman, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just, or the snow monster, you know, I just, I this is, this one's pure nostalgia for me. Yeah. Um, it's quick and easy. It's Rudolph, of yeah. course. Everybody loves it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's and it, it's not a very long movie, right? It's, oh, I think it's probably forty minutes, yeah. maybe, right? Because it was a TV special, so it was probably designed to be in an hour time slot yeah, or something. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like the '60s were so good for Christmas specials. Yeah. Rudolph, Frosty, yeah. Charlie Brown. Like there are some really iconic things that came out in like a two, three year span. Uh, the Grinch, I think, came out at the same time. You know, yeah. they were all like. 
I think it was one network after the other putting think, out a yeah, classic. The fifties and sixties for movies and television, like I'll get into it a little bit later with with my next one, but like just the amount of talent that people had to have to do stuff on TV was incredible. Yeah. So that animation absolutely will go down in history. Uh, but Justin, before we stream Rudolph, uh, what is your uh, your next one? All right, my number two mm-hmm. for Christmas movies. Now this is a movie that I watch that gets me into Christmas yeah. um, all the time, and that is Love Actually. Really? Oh, you did say oh, it. Oh, no. this is the worst movie of all time. <sighs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Love Actually. I honestly, yeah, I, I honestly do. I, I remember the first time I watched it. It yeah. just, it was, it's kind of fun how Christmas is obviously the overarching theme throughout yeah. the whole, like, over the whole story yeah but everyone's individual story and how they interact with christmas and how christmas kind of intertwines in their relationships with yeah. uh, each other yeah um it's very interesting jack it's black's just... in that one jack black isn't that no that, you're jack thinking black? the holiday oh i'm thinking oh, yeah. the holiday yeah you're thinking he, the holiday yeah he no, for, hugh even, grant even hugh grant's in it in um yeah. liam neeson laura linney uh bill nye yeah. um bill nye yeah the science guy no oh Nike. He's actually the best part of the movie. Yeah, he's fantastic. His character's great, Colin a lot Firth. of fun. Every time he's on screen, I enjoyed myself. Every time somebody else's <laughs> boring story came on, <laughs> so cheesy and forced. Okay, yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. Listen, so is, here's, here's Justin. I know. I, I apologize. <laughs> I just I was waiting for one of you to bring it up. I knew I one of you it. two I saps would. I like You're it. You're a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Kev. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I I get into arguments once a year yeah. with people about but this. Like, love, see, my, my thing is, is that what I liked about it was that it had a very... Um, I, Crash mm-hmm. is a movie by... Uh, Paul Haggis? Yeah. Paul Haggis, right? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. You're not making this better. <laughs> well, no, but like but the, idea, the idea of multiple people's lives uh, intertwining. Yeah. I think that's cool. I do think that's cool. I, you know, and the idea of taking that, yeah. that sort of style and applying it to something like Christmas. Yeah. And then the actual idea of like relationships and love. Yeah. And different facets and around that time of year exactly what that you know what that kind of yeah. how how holidays play in is it that. like lost no, no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding no but, um uh, it is it is super cheesy i yeah i do i do think it is very cheesy and i think it spawned a whole bunch of other movies valentine's day is like one that's infamously like that it has taylor swift in it it's yeah. really really new bad. year's eve new year's eve is another one are they um, all on hallmark <laughs> yeah but they feel like a hallmark they movie. should have been yeah. no, so like this is where that sort of that kind of dies out because yeah. love actually was very successful these other movies are just kind of playing on it but then also adding the theme of valentine's day or new year's okay uh but there's a new one out uh with tina fey um a bunch of different actors. I think it's on Prime. I'm not sure, but it's called Modern Love. Modern Love. It's the exact same idea, yeah. right? But it's it's just playing off well, it's modern like, times. It, yeah, it's like love, but love actually. Ex- exactly. Wait, that's bro. a good movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, but love actually. Yeah, with love actually though, I think it you know definitely has the right amount of Christmas and the right amount of other things that kind of tie into Christmas. Well, I mean, write us into the show. Let us know if you love. Love, actually. Um, yeah, for my number two, uh, I'm going to go with 1954's White Christmas. Uh, this is directed by Michael uh, Curtis. Uh, it's starring Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and uh, Vera Ellen with uh, Dean Jagger. 
Um, have you guys seen White Christmas? No, this is crazy. This might be the first instance of a movie pre two thousands that he's seen that I haven't. Wow. That's, yeah, I know. Wow. I'm actually really surprised. Like my dad, like Bing Crosby, be right up my dad's alley. Yeah. So I'm surprised he's never asked to watch it. Oh, it's fantastic, you guys. So it's it's about these two singers, uh, Bob Wallace and Phil Davis. Um, they join a sister act, uh, Betty uh, and Judy Haynes. Uh, the Haynes sisters, and uh, they perform a, a Christmas show in rural Vermont. Um, ultimately, like they're they're both from the army, and then they they go to they decide to run away to Vermont with these two sisters, and they find this um, this inn, and the inn that they're staying in just happens to be their general that they ha- were that they had in the army. He's running this inn. And so they meet him and it's really awkward because, um, you know, Danny Kaye's character is very like, he sees him and he all of a sudden, you know, he, he goes right into salute mode and he's like, at ease, at ease. You know, it's, we're not, we're not really in the army anymore. Like you can relax. Um, but it's just a sweet, heartfelt, like really quaint story um, about how they need to raise money to help this general uh, keep the inn open. Um, and so they're, 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 big stars so they say let's make this awesome christmas show and it's just like it's just there's such standout like hits um there's a song called sisters which my cousins have memorized and performed on numerous occasions uh justin you know david and Catherine, they will sing and reenact this uh, this dance that they do um yeah it's just it, yeah, it was so good um there's a song called "Count Your Blessings." Um, the best things that happens. So the best so things happen. When there's you're a story behind how you got exposed to this movie, right? Absolutely. This is a movie that we watch uh, every Christmas. Right. So my family and I will will sit down um, and uh, and watching it every time we watch it. Like my family cries because um, my grandpa would always sing along with Bing Crosby, and their voices sounded very similar. So you know, watching it now, it, it's it's almost like we get to hear him sing along to the movie while we're watching it. It's just, it's just one of those movies that brings us right back That's into lovely. those moments. Um, yeah, so it's just it's a fantastic movie, and it's one that, as I've gotten older, I've been able to stay up longer uh, enough to actually watch the whole thing. Um, and, yeah, to know that my grandpa's watching it with us in spirit, um, yeah, it's just, it makes you appreciate, again, the amount of talent that people in the 50s must have had to have to be able to be in a movie. Like, you watch these people dance and sing, and it just... It's mind blowing. Watch White Christmas. It's it's awesome. It's a good. It's not too long. I'd really like to check that it's out. Really nice. It really holds up. Check it out. I love it. That's my number two. Kevin, what's your? Uh, well, I guess that would that you've already done your number two. Yeah. So unless you have a, another one to put in, I think Justin, what's your number one Christmas my, movie of all my, time? My number one is Home Alone. <laughs> of course, Home Alone is like the pitch perfect christmas movie yeah i i watch it every christmas um like f- i watch it christmas eve yeah um yeah i love it i it's actually like part of a another movie like i watch a home alone and then i watch die hard um okay i yeah. guess they work together right they're no, very one of them is an actual christmas right, movie exactly oh. one, of them, one of them is an actual die hard. Christmas. wow yeah that's why it's not <laughs> <laughs> no uh home alone yeah um 
but yeah, it's usually like part of a, a two set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Home Alone for sure. Makes That's sense. why I didn't select Die Hard. Well, I, would, I, I, I do agree. It's it, it just has the, the theme of Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. No. I just like watching it at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, more or less. Well, I mean, it's interesting you said Home Alone because um, it's that's that's my number one as well. Oh, nice. Um, so I'll chime in. Like Chris Columbus, who directed the first two Harry Potter movies, I know directed Home Alone. So obviously, and John Williams yep. did the score. Yep. Uh, so you've got that very, yep. you know, definitely did, those did you vibes, know, right? Like, so like in in the movies that made us, they they talk about how. They were, they, they were literally sitting around to feel like oh, we need to score this, but we don't want to put Christmas music to it. Right? Yeah. Like it can't just be all Christmas music. Yeah. So like imagine we can get John Williams and they're all sitting in a room and they all like apparently like just laughed and then they all looked at each other and be like, well, why, why, why don't we just try to get John Williams? Yeah. So they sent it to him and he loved it. That's he was awesome. like, I am on board. Oh, that's so, so cool. cool. So like he, you know, he came up with the, the theme that definitely, what I love about that is that it, it, it feels like Christmas, that yeah. song, but it's not like, and it's become a Christmas sort of theme, like his score, but it, it's not like the necessarily yeah. traditional uh, Christmas music. So, you know, that I, I, to me, that's like a song that plays through. And I guess that's kind of like with Harry Potter as well, you know, yeah, we we just did the 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 video for the um, the Funko Advent Calendar. Oh, cool! Yeah, so we posted that, and uh, it's just a quick little uh, yeah. sort of like fun boxing. But you know, we used all of the themed Christmas music. For well, because it is it's all the Yule Ball characters, right? Yeah. All the characters in oh, their cool. Yule yeah. Ball outfits. So yeah. it's very Christmassy, yeah, and, yeah. and the song that they play from the Yule Ball yeah. is in the video, yeah. and it's very Christmassy. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's so we why, yeah. made Harry Potter a Christmas movie. I never, I never disagreed that it wasn't, um, at least yeah, the yeah. first two. Yeah. This movie, uh, Home Alone, also made uh, the song Carol of the Bells popular. You know what I mean? That's all you can think of is that movie um, and that moment where he's running. Yeah. Um, I like it even better in uh, uh, number two, yes. where they get the guitar going. Macaulay Culkin does such a good job in this movie as Kevin McAllister. Like, he, he was nominated for a, a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy. He didn't win, but nominated which like you're how old do you cool. get nominated for that and it's like your first role he really is like it's it's a shame or that he role. he went a different way macaulay because yeah you know like because i think that there was something well, there it, it comes back to the idea of like how you said the new guy getting casted yeah right? because of his charm like yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there was a natural charm to to you know um yeah archie well, yates yeah yeah well, yeah. And, yeah and i think we see a lot of kid child actors who are talented, Correct. Um, who maybe don't go on to have a career or do, but but they're talented in a dramatic sense. Yeah. Comedy is the hardest thing to do, right. and he has such crazy comedic sense. Yeah, he was you just know? he was just himself though too, yeah. right? Like he was very like that's what they said that you know they enjoyed how just natural he was. Yeah, well, I mean, and you can see that kind of sharp, cracking wit in his brother. Yeah, right. Like so, maybe it's just a natural trait to sort of have that McAllister sass that he has sure. there. That's just a McCulky thing. But you, know? you or see uh, McCulkin. Culkin. McCulky. McClunky. McClunky. No, but, uh, you know, fun fact, Joe Pesci actually said in an interview that um, Macaulay was so, so grown up that he oftentimes forgot that he was filming a, a family movie. And so on, on his off-screen, uh, you know, on his on-screen outburst, um, Chris Columbus kept telling him, don't say the F word, say fridge instead. And so you can actually hear him like, fridge, you know. Well, no, so. he, he said that, um, they said in uh, 
the movies that made us that he yeah. kind of formulated his own language because it wasn't uncommon for him to just improvise an F word here yeah. and F word yeah. there because yeah. he's going from Scorsese films to yeah where he's riffing movie. on his own yeah, yeah. so he just like frickin', frickin', frickin'. he just of, says stuff yeah. like that when he gets all tight speaking of improv shout out to John Candy in this movie who apparently improvised every single one of his lines yep. yeah um, and feels like it was he's like the same character that he is in uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles which just a shout out another good great sort of Christmas movie um, I I thought that he's like the same character in that movie have you seen the theory that uh, his character is actually the devil what because well, at the airport <laughs> when she's looking for a ticket yeah. she says I'd sell my soul to get home or something no. and then he walks over to her no and, way you know oh that's interesting yeah I love that I, I mean, theory kind of, this is just I've a bad kind of, choice of words I've kind of it's. It, I think it's just a little coincidental yes, thing yes. there because it doesn't pan out the rest of no, the movie I, and that's what I mean by bad choice of words in terms of like you know the writing to introduce it was just that, that the timing of yes, yes yeah yeah but it, it was a fun that's theory cool. to be that's like cool. oh that's interesting you know yeah, yeah. Um, um, did, oh but go back to Joe Pesci did yeah. you know that uh De Niro was actually offered that yeah. the role first. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah, that's yeah. what they were saying. Yeah, and then it's like, no, nah, no. Nah. I wonder. Give it to my buddy the, Joe. The, yeah, exactly. They went for the the lesser of the Scorsese cast, right? I, well, I guess he's not lesser, but yeah. you know, he would he's, be. He's he a lesser. The he's a secondary character. Yeah, to, to um, Robert. The movie that uh, that. Uh, he's watching, uh, you know, the the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, uh, Angels with Filthy Souls. Um, I looked up a few clips from that movie. It actually looks pretty good. I, I kind of want to watch the whole thing. It's not a real movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that's not a real movie. What? No, no, no. Yeah, that, that's oh. that's all just filmed stuff. I my whole childhood was ruined finding that out. Well, you just ruined my childhood. I'm, yeah, Thank I will. So <laughs> I told um, you the war on Christmas begins, and I'm starting with your childhood. Yeah, literally. No, you started with love, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You tore into that one. Um, my God, I feel violated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Critics originally panned this movie, saying it was too slapstick, uh, yeah. and the violence got old really fast, according to like. Roger Ebert and Siskel or whatever his name was. Did you watch the toys that the movies? That no, made but us? I watched. I watched that review. Oh, okay. uh, just kind of studying for this this podcast. But um, I don't know. It's I think it's Macaulay Culkin, Culkin's charm that just carries this whole 100%. movie. And overall, like I love how the movie proves that you know, as great as it is to live on your own, and and you know you get that first moment as a kid where you're like, my parents are letting me be home alone. Like what? Um, it, you know, it shows. Nate that, was seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was nineteen. Yeah, actually, it's today. Uh, no, um, but it you know it shows that you know your family will always be what truly matters, especially around the holidays. It was uh, this was on my honorable mentions list. Nice. Um, oh, and got, a shout out to two, mm. like Lost in New Absolutely, York as well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. great sequel. Yeah. Great sequel. Yeah. Right. It's not as good as the first, obviously, no. and it's a little repetitive in terms of. Stoked to see the president of the United States in that movie. <laughs> Did you know that he said that they were allowed to film in Trump Tower, but only if he was had a, a line in the movie? But you know what? That worked for them. They were like, uh, sure, we'll take sure, sh- back right. then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Trump was an, an entirely different character. Yeah. 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 Cool. And uh, yeah, Kevin, what is your number one Christmas movie of all time? Because that was, yeah, Justin and I share, uh, shared that one. Uh, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Easy peasy. Which one? Love it. I the not the Jim Carrey movie. Oh. Oh. Really? I consider. Oh, my <laughs> God. Get out of here. You're going to tell me the Jim Carrey version's better than the cartoon? Absolutely. Oh, there's a lot of hate actually going on yeah. in this room right now. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, yeah. 100%. It's better. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, listen. Could I, be our age, no, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah well, <laughs> what's that say about him? Um, I, I love Jim Carrey. That's what that says. Yeah. I loved Jim oh, Carrey. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he yeah, that's did fun for an, an hour amazing job with that role. No, they took he a they acted. took a forty minute cartoon and turned it into okay, an listen, hour and forty we'll, minutes. We'll movie, uh, yeah, we'll, and they made, still made it good. They made it. It was not good. We'll movie, we'll movie combat this. Save it for another day, uh, Kevin. What do you love about the original uh, The Grinch? Everything. Yeah. Boris Karloff as The Grinch is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Max is lovely. Cindy Lou, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. The scene of him going around and stealing the stuff with the 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 oh. song going on. It's just it's it's a classic. It's classic. It's yeah. iconic. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I love everything about it. It's a it's a wonderful forty minutes, which is the perfect amount of time to tell the story that they're telling there. Yeah. I find that Kevin, your your top two at least, or your top within your top three, a lot of like. Shorter animated, the classic, classic, the classics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Elf is by no means a, 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 a an old classic, sure. but it's a class. Uh, so I mean, I'm all over the map, right? Yeah. But I would put Frosty in my top five or six. Yeah. You know, yeah, I guess Frosty's another really good one. I mean, Christmas is for me remembering childhood and that sort of thing, and the magic and and the fun and the make believe of of growing up and stuff like, yeah. so I think it, that's why it's such a nostalgic time, you know, Excuse more to and I younger. do a lot of the same things that the family traditions every year. And that yeah. it's, so that's what it's all about is tradition and everything like that. So I think that's why I do stretch back to older Christmas vibes, you know, I'm surprised like you... miracle on 34th okay. street used to be my mom's favorite. Uh, that was our Christmas Eve movie growing up until, uh, elf came. Around. I'm also surprised you didn't say, uh, national lampoon. Yeah, me too. I, I dislike Christmas Vacation. Oh, really? I don't like that one at Interesting. all. That, that one's too slapsticky then, for me. And then the one, uh, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. I, I, I haven't seen that movie in probably so, 25 years, and it bored me as a I kid, so I've never really gone back bored, to it. But I know that it's... So it probably it's, holds it's up as an iconic, adult. yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, Kevin and I were saying we would all have honorable mentions. So, yeah. those two. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Story, for sure, yeah. is on that list. I, I love the Christmas I'm, I'm surprised Christmas Vacation didn't come up for anybody, but I guess you're too I'm young too for young. it. Yeah, way and, too young. you know. I'm too sappy for it, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah love I'm Actually too, over yeah, here. Love Actually over yeah, here. Yeah. And the Grinch. <laughs> oh, it was so good, yeah. man. He brought, the, like, Ron Howard brought Dr. Seuss's world I thought, to life. Yeah, it's, again, it's up there with Will Ferrell's Elf yeah, in my mind. Exactly. In terms of that character. Yeah. But So, guys, that has been our top three Christmas movies. It was a good topic. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. But man, I'm getting feisty for I a know, Christmas episode. I know. This is, and it's only going to get worse. You remind me of those, um, I guess those aren't a Christmas thing. Those cinnamon hearts. Is that more of a Valentine's Day thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But that's what you remind me of right now. Uh, let's move in. Spicy. Spicy. Let's move in. I'm the Grinch who bitched about Christmas, right? <laughs> well, let's Jeez. move into Watch Club. So just before we dive into Watch Club, uh, again, for those who have been listening, uh, Watch Club, we're just going over The Mandalorian. We're on Mandalorian Episode 5. Uh, but just before we dive into it, because I know that this this episode for a lot of fans uh, was pretty divisive, and I feel like our opinions are going to be pretty divisive. So before we get heated and get to a lot of uh, 
potential arguing, I'd like to play a little clip um, that I think will just sort of make us feel a little bit happier. We talked about in third episode where the client um, gives a Camptono full of uh, Beskar to the Mando. And um, it's interesting, a video came up uh, that actually might explain the origins of Camptono. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at this video here. Um, this is of a young girl um, who is trying to say the word ice cream. Say, I, I love, love ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> say, I, I want, want ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> Cantono. Say, Delta, Delta. Eat, eat ice cream. Cantono. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. Um, it's super cute. Just search girl can't pronounce ice cream. But it's like, did, you know, who whoever wrote that? Were they like searching? It, like, it's just, how do you, you know, it's an ice cream maker. And then she's trying to say ice cream and she says, Camp, I don't know. I'm just saying, theory. But when did we find out what it was called? Just in this third episode so, of The Mandalorian so this in 2019. Being, this being three years old now or two years old, oh, this makes it I very... Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think see. somebody do, was perusing... Do, 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 I think somebody was perusing the internet and maybe saw this video and then that was the inspiration oh. for the word. Ice cream. I don't know. Anyways. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I see. That's yeah. cool. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyways. Um, Bravo. I just, I just wanted I, to share my, that. <laughs> wow. My mind is blown. It's, it's just so cute. Um, anyways. <laughs> we watched Mandalorian Episode 5, Gunslinger, uh, directed by Dave Filoni. Um, guys. I, I Listen. The episode started off so strong with that dog fight at the beginning and that, that cheesy line when he's like, that's my line. And shoots it like that's the worst part of the episode no that was the best part of that the episode was the best that was part. the best part of the episode so good so cheesy and and just so like actiony um and then and then they did they and s- then they crash landed on tatooine and gave me 25 minutes of fan service right that's what this show should be man but what was fan what was, was fan service about the episode do backs fact- to, yeah. uh mose eisley the booth yeah but like um the droid serving beer in a bar that droids weren't allowed in 30 years ago the droid being the same kind of droid from jabba's palace like the yeah, the, I, the the nods to stuff in this episode were like feloni went hard yes. on it and i liked it i listen i won't argue with how fantastic the world building was for this episode and and the the fan service was awesome but but is it almost it was it too much well, fan but, service? But the only fan service. Stop moment, watching. My, my Honestly, only, how can my, you say that? Too my, much. It's, <laughs> it just it it felt like it was. We they were just back put on tattooing it for the like, first time. Yeah, you know? but it felt like they put it there for like oh we just it's Star Wars just put a Star Wars thing in there. Well, it, I, I, I even I, the way I, that she was talking at the beginning and she's like womp rat and then saying like take him down to Beggar's Canyon and all this stuff like just the dialogue and the narrative were were so. Look, jumbled. Look, the, the whole relevance of the, why he's there yeah. ends up in the ending, which we will get to. But sure. all those little moments in the fan service, yeah. to me, the only fan service moment that I felt, sure, he's walking into the same bar. It's the same the same uh, cantina. Same you know, shot. It's like it's the exact same shot. Inside, obviously, looks a little bit different. But then to see that that bounty hunter with this really up. unlikable character yes, who was an awful actor but like not unlikable because he was cool to not like like not like a joffrey unlikable but like a oh just, he was like joffrey unlikable. no i just think he was not good like when he's like it's it's my first day i was like 
of acting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he just, I don't know. Did they spend their entire casting budget on Warner Herzog and Carl Weathers? Because the other two cast members in this were just, they didn't do it for me, man. And like, granted, Amy Sedaris, who is from Yeah, Elf, isn't that who you're talking yeah, about? She, I thought that's the first time I've ever liked her she was, was in that episode. She was She, she was, was cute fun. and great with Baby Yoda. Yeah, but like. And and here's the thing. I'm not I do not normally I usually give Star Wars a pass for things like acting. You rarely poo poo on effects, anything, right? truthfully. Truly, yeah. But you liked episode four. Yeah. Absolutely. You, this is this is probably yeah, you liked episode four more than this. Sure. It, the episode this made episode four actually better in my mind. Absolutely. Um but I do think that the visuals in this episode were the weakest in this entire season. And again, I don't normally nitpick on visuals. I think the fact that he, you know, he's riding, um, he's riding a dewback, and he's, you know, they've got the, the 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 sand people in there, and like all these cool things, all these awesome moments. But like when he lands in that uh, that hangar bay, it was the most green screen thing I've ever seen. Where I was like, I'm watching a TV show, and I get it. You it's are a- watching a TV show, Nate. But it's Star Wars. It needs you to be more than that. You didn't think the opening shot of that last episode with the 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 invading aliens running through wasn't more 90s camp TV than that shot. Yeah, that's that I I agree with Kevin with that too. It, yeah. it, it, Come on, man. Is... The dragon in the HBO show looked crappy sometimes. It's uh, TV. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a certain But but backgrounds it. though? Like I'm okay if it's a dragon or a or a character, but the backgrounds literally to the point where it looked like it was tearing at certain parts when they moved their head. I was just like, I don't know. Again, I I'm not normally nitpicky of those. It has so to be, why now? Because it has to be so bad for me to actually recognize those things, and I really think it was. Um, moving to uh, Fennec, um, Ming Nawen. Speaking of Mulan, uh, the voice of Mulan was in this episode. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I need to stop trusting Disney's marketing when it comes to characters, but because like, I was so stoked for her character, the scene where she fights is so dark that you can barely see it. No, the, he's talking about the fight scene at the at the end between between Fennec and and Calican or Calican, whatever his name is, and then Mandal- Toro, and then the Mandalorian comes and, and so not the end, three no. quarters of the way through. Sure, you said but the even, end. Oh, sorry, but yeah. even the end too, which we'll get to. But even in the end, it was very dark. It was too dark. Yeah, <laughs> too dark. That's my that's my opinion of this episode. No, listen I, again. I don't. These things don't normally bother me. And with Star Wars, I usually give them a pass, but. This episode just had too many. Nah, you're you're for me. you're looking for things to dislike. I think I, you didn't like Star Wars references. You just no no, no. were out to no man. You, you that's I, basically what you said. I love the fan service. I felt like there was too much. Like in the last few episodes, there were little hints of stuff. There was almost nothing. This what? I need to feel like it was Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but does that is that what equates to you for you to feel like it's Star Wars? Like being in Tatooine. I wanted to go to Tatooine it. once. Cool. Now you can go to ten random planets that are meaningless. Yeah. As long as there's a plot. But that's the other they thing, too. They visited Tatooine. Sure. But but again, in an episode that was so much filler and trying to cram so much into such a small amount of time, they do the same thing this week. I, I, I honestly think that this was a, for a, as short as it was, yeah. a very oddly paced, crammed episode. Yeah. Um, filled in with, you know, majestic speeders across deserts to kind of break up moments of time and just really hammer out what needed to happen rather than like any sort of focus on on actual like story. It was yeah. just like here's the task. But not everything has to be story, I don't think. And I think what this did was 
show you a little bit more about how the Mandalorian but thinks. Star Wars? Sure, but in an eight episode arc, I mean, I was thinking what about is, what was established in the last episode again. Nothing. nothing. Yeah, but nothing. you didn't have a problem with it last week. No, but I... You're literally nitpicking this episode to death. And you were like... You gave everything last week a hard pass. Because, again, I don't get it. I was, I was trusting that Dave Filoni was going to pull the chops to say, okay, we're going to actually continue this story forward. There's so much setup, And now we've just had two episodes of filler. But, but where do we go if we left. find out who the Mandalorian are and Yoda is? Where do we go? They're they're slow burning yeah, but it. That's, but that's we've been confirmed for a season two. Favreau's yeah. come out and said season two is where we're going to learn about Baby Yoda. Yeah, got to be patient, guys. Uh, the fact that he said that, I thought he said by we would learn. It I don't know if you one. read the article; it's really confusing because he says season two, and then he says this season. Like the articles of all, yeah. like they're all re- weirdly written. Well, the interesting thing too, speaking of Baby Yoda in season two, Ryan Johnson yeah. uh, mentioned in an interview that he went and visited the set. Uh, while they were filming just a few weeks ago, which would have been season two, not season one. No, they, he said it, it. He said a couple months a ago. A couple months ago, which, but it which would still would have been, been season been, two. Yeah, it would still. And yeah. he said uh, he said that he 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 met Baby Yoda. So like, he saw Baby, Baby Yoda's Yoda. not going anywhere, guys. No, they, Baby Yoda's they, not going anywhere. Even if it was written to be going somewhere, they ain't doing it now. Yeah, yeah. But but again, just going back to pacing of a season, right? And I get it. We're talking about this one episode, but like, this is a season one issue. I'm almost positive of it, where this is a season one, they're working out the kinks. Um, You look at something like Stranger Things season three and how just perfect the pacing was for that eight episode arc or 10 episode arc or whatever it was. It was just, it felt, there was no filler in that. Whereas watching this, if they, again, if they set it up to say, hey, this is a show where, you know, Monster of the Week, Mando goes to a thing, saves a thing and goes to the next thing. That would be fine. I would have been fine with that. But the fact that there was these two amazing episodes of setup, with the second one being a little less so, and then these these other two episodes that have just not had like barely any payoff as far as continuing that storyline. I just I I guess I'm just butthurt because I want the story to keep going. I get it, but episode two was nothing but a monster of the week. Oh, but Baby Yoda used the Force, so it's something. Okay. Yeah. But they can't give you a spoiler or a, or not a spoiler, but a, a revelation. Well, let's move, every in, let's move into the revelation of this episode, which for a lot of people was not a revelation, uh, which was at the very end, we see a mysterious character. With spurs start, on his boots. spurs on his boots, which as Star Wars fans, like I still had to look that up. I know some people didn't. Um, Justin, I know you didn't. Catch it. I didn't even catch it. Like, like I, I, I heard the Spurs. Yeah. But I, I couldn't identify what was happening. But that's the and point. I, thought the I Mandalor- don't think they'd wanted to give it away. Really? You Clever don't. People. No, they would. Don't want to have a Baby Yoda moment in this. But they. Albeit. It was there, but it was a little less right in your face because weren't they in your face with Star Wars the whole episode? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. So why not? What just do go you want, f- man? <laughs> but why not just go full out with it and say, "Cool, here's here's this mediocre episode with." Boba Fett at the end. I will agree this is the fourth best episode of the series so far. Yeah. Right? I'm not okay, saying we it's replaced the top three, okay, we can but it's agree the on fourth that. best. Because the fourth episode was absolute trash compared to this and the other three. Yeah. In my opinion. Hmm. I just don't, don't understand that you're up, how you're upset by Dave Filoni coming in and going, I'm going to Star Wars the hell out of this episode. Because even I, if it's just once, yeah. I'm going to give you all of those nods to the 
Skywalker world. Yeah. And then we're going to go off into a different place. We need to go pick up Boba. Yeah. We need to make it interesting. Yeah. And now we'll go off into our own world. It just feels like I've got a toothache. Like, it's too much ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, I just... It was a lot. And I just think that, again, there were moments where they could have scaled back. Like, there's literally, like, 89 references to other areas of Star Wars. Let's get new Star Wars. Let's get new storylines. Yes, Boba Fett, awesome, cool. Um, being on Tatooine, awesome, cool. But like the Binox, she has the high ground. Like all these things where I'm just like, okay, like I, I get it, Star Wars. But like I want I want that world linked to these new stories, not, not just over and over and over and over again. I don't know. It, again, it just, I love it. I love Star Wars and I love these these the the way that they're bringing Star Wars into the show, but this just felt like too much. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. It felt like it was too much. No? I think that the the nods were subtle enough. Which, by the way, um, if the budget wasn't spent on Warner Herzog um, in the concept art uh, for the for this episode, there's a very clear representation of Orlando Bloom. It did look as like that him, character, yeah. which like how much. That would have been so much better than this random guy who that I dies feel like, at the end. Why would you bring yeah. in somebody big for that? I know, but it was yeah, your but, one and done. Aren't you glad he's dead? Yeah, like, but good. Was, I don't have to watch she, that guy ever again. Is she one yes. and done? Too? No, she'll be back. She'll she'll be so? Why would Boba be walking up to that body again? You could have seen him walk into the the town. That's true. Just after he that's left true. or something, sure. right? Okay. All right. Well, then she's gonna he's gonna save her and he's gonna save her and and. She's going to tell him about I this hope, bounty hunter hope, with the yeah. biggest bounty in the galaxy yeah, on his right. head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get some serious like bad guy action going on. Yeah, and I think this it, was a setup episode. I, it was a setup episode. I just feel like though it didn't. It was slow, mm-hmm. and it was very. It's so it's 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 hard to say that it was slow, but it was also compressed. Does that make that doesn't make very much sense? But it it just didn't feel like the pacing was was there mm-hmm. in certain portions. Things felt rushed and other parts felt slow. Yeah. But, and it also just all happened in like a 30 minute episode. Yeah. I feel like if it was an. Did you want them to stick around on Tatooine and really. Should we have. Two episode part, we could have driven by Jabba's palace. Mm -hmm. We could have gone by, you know. Or take the same amount of references. Let's actually see Boba Fett jump out of the Sarlacc pit. Or take the same amount of references and spread it over two episodes. Sure. That would have been fine. Man, I I just don't understand the complaint. I see yeah. what you're saying. I just don't agree with. Yeah, it. that's fi- and it's fine. That's okay. Yeah, yeah I love it. This of is the course. first time we're not agreeing on an on a Mandalorian episode. Um, no, it's just the first time I've ever heard you not like something, and you're choosing this episode of the Mandalorian <laughs> to not like. It's just shocking to me. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, I love that it went back to a, a more spaghetti western vibe. Yeah, versus yeah. episode four. Sure, because I uh, think that's I what the show has to be. There was even that moment where uh, where I did really like the dialogue with uh, Toro saying, "Well, I'm not wearing any Beskar," and he leans over and goes, "Nope." <laughs> it's like that's very John Wayne, right? Yeah, very, sure. you know. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, there were parts of this of that I absolutely loved. Like, I, I guess we shouldn't be one hundred percent negative on it. Like, um, again, the fact that he's riding a dewback in it is freaking awesome. That you've got a, a full CGI dewback. Um, That's the best the dewbacks ever looked. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially more so, than the so the CGI was the good remakes. in parts, eh? In parts, absolutely. So again, in a TV show, it can't be perfect. Um, what I what I liked most about this yeah. for me personally yeah. is that I was getting a little worried that the only good thing about this show. Mm-hmm. Was Baby Yoda? Oh, okay, but in Episode Four, it's Baby Yoda up the wazoo. Yeah, 
And while, of course, everything he's every scene he's in is amazing, I hated the episode. Whereas this one, it's very, very light on on Baby Yoda or the child. Yeah, and I loved it. So I'm, I'm that just a personal victory for me, or just a you know something to 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 affirm that I do actually like the show and not just because of Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I think. You know, I my review would be very low on this one just because I, I wasn't I, I don't think I really liked the acting as much too. You know what I mean? As well as like the sort of pacing. Yeah. Felt a little again it, the performances and the it character took you out of it. Yeah, and his acting was horrible. It was terrible. Like um, maybe I'm just really mad at that guy. I, I don't know. I, I think he and not for the right reasons. I wanted to hate him like, because he was cool. At, you know, when he did the turn, yeah. I thought like cool. Like is he going to be like a badass? And he was still just not likable that's a lot that's a bad character there's a lot that happened in that like 30 minute episode yeah do you know what i mean for him to be like i knew and then but i thought it was back. filler no but I, I i know but i mean like it just felt it was filler because i was get those characters don't matter in the last episode they trained an entire village to fight off a, 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 a an invading yeah. army in a and that's a lot episode. to happen and, in a half and hour we, episode and we said that that episode should have been better as two episodes or at least right again it's same but argument. i don't think Going into a cantina, meeting a guy, going out that afternoon, trying to get a bounty. By the next morning, you're back and taking off. It was a one-day adventure for him. Yeah. He refueled. He got a. He got his car tuned up, a tire replaced, and he's back on the road. You know. I guess I'm just worried that with only three episodes left, like let's keep it going. We just met Boba Fett. <laughs> what more could you really want did from it? Did you catch that it was Boba the Fett? No idea. Had no bloody clue. And then people are going, who is, you know, I thought, who is this mysterious see, man? that's what we're saying. We're all Star Wars fans, and we had to look it up. But I think... even They couldn't even get the reveal right. Like, the thing is, is that he, I didn't realize it until the next night when I went out for dinner with Nate, and he was like, did you catch that reference at the end? I think, I think what they did was they gave too much away. Yeah. I don't think they needed to show Boba right away. Save it as a who is this. But they didn't give anything. That's kind of what they did. Walked. No, but people have figured it out pretty... I mean, they think they have. What, based on the sound, though? Yeah. It's based on the spurs. That's it. But I, think, but I think the fact that people can figure it out, the fact that people have been... Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe we're all wrong and it's not. And yeah. it's going to be a kind of disaster Gene now, Carlo I think, if Esposito it's not. if it's not, yeah. Um, but I think the fact that anybody could figure it out was too much. Yeah. Just have, you know... You know, you see somebody, see a shadow standing there. Yeah, but then how and would then, you know that it would be Boba Fett if you just saw a shadow? But this is the point. You don't, like, you didn't see that it's Boba Fett. Yeah. You shouldn't have even been able to figure it out. It should have just been a who is that. Mm. You know what I mean? And for most of us, it was a who is that. But people were able to figure out that it's Boba. So like you're saying, that is spoiled then if you do go and see that these theories that it is him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just... I agree. Like, I just, I don't think they needed to show that it was him, but I don't think that they should have given enough away that people could figure out that it was. See, I, they I, had to go one or the other. Yeah, right. And I think that would have, I don't know, that would have made the episode for me if, if it was like, whoa, Boba Fett, not like, what the heck was that? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what was exactly. that dark thing in the dark? Yeah. It wasn't that? dark. It was in the day. It was that dark. scene takes place in the day. It takes place at night. No, it takes place at night. Rewatch it. It's very dark. Yeah. No, it's a flat. I don't think so. No, it's very dark. Or early, early morning. The suns have gone down. Yeah, or haven't raised Rosen yet. You guys are complaining about the dumbest <laughs> things that aren't true. That's crazy. Listen. I love to disagree with you guys. I, I, yeah, and I get, again, the big thing is like, we, I rarely dislike something Star Wars, so it does feel really weird to talk about it, and I'm probably floundering a little bit uh, with my complaints, because again, I just, the most of it was that I just, 
I really didn't like the acting and the the pacing and just the the it what felt like it was McClunky. Yeah, it was McClunky. Well, listen, uh, let's move into just giving our our final final say, final score. Uh, Justin, what is your final score for episode five, Gunslinger? Uh, I'm going to give this a solid two McClunkies. <laughs> a solid two McClunkies. Two. Wow. Yes. Listen, again, I agree with a lot of what Justin's saying. And again, the, normally these things don't bother me, visuals and acting, but it's they have to be really bad to bother me, especially with Star Wars. Um, so I give it five falling fets uh, out of ten. Uh, oh, out total. of ten. Well, then out I would give it. I would give it like. Oh, sorry, because you said two. Uh, that's where I was confused. Yeah, two out of ten. Two no. out of five. Oh, okay. No, no. We're going out so of I'm ten. So I'm gonna go. I would go. I would go four. Four out of ten. Four McClunkies. All right. I did five falling fets out of ten. And uh, Kevin, I enjoyed it. I thought it got back to the more westerny, like I said, vibe of the show that I liked from the first three episodes. Yeah. Other than, as opposed to whatever the heck they were going for <laughs> in four. Yeah. Um. That was a fun visit to a familiar place. Now let's go. I don't think like I don't want them to go to Coruscant yeah. next. And you know, I can't go back to Tatooine now. Like, nope, right? Nope. There's no, no, this is going to be him running from Boba. the guy we met at the end. I think that's really what they're setting up. I think this will make it a pivotal episode going forward if it really yeah. does turn out to be that. Um, no, but I would give this one a um, yeah. What's a solid eight point one Boba's out of Fett. There you go, out of Fett. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, that is it for Watch Club. Uh, you know, we, we were hoping that we would get We got a writing question. Um, write in about The Mandalorian next time. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, let us know who, who is crazy here. Is it is it Justin and me or is it Kevin? Yeah, um, what, what episode's better, four or five? How's sure. that? Okay, yeah. Obviously, people are going to say five. That's it, you filthy animal. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are geek-centric, and you can be too, uh, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricYT, and follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, if you'd like to write in with your Mando thoughts, Justin, where can they write in? They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Yeah, for Christmas. He gave it to us for Christmas. It's a miracle. A Christmas miracle. Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for today's festive, fun-filled episode. Uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Well, and to, and to everyone at home. Yeah. Yes, Merry Christmas to all our lovely listeners. Next week is right. Star Wars week. We've got yes, what? And actually, in seven days? Seven days. Like trilogy seven will days will be, we will be in theaters. Just think, just think about between... Probably between, in episode two. No, episode three. We'd probably be in episode yeah. three. Yeah, but between now and the next time we record, yeah. we will have seen two episodes of Mandalorian, nine Star Wars movies. Like Next oh, week, is, it's going to be insane. I think it needs to all be Star Wars. All Star Wars. Cool. Awesome. Well, everyone, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. And as we say... Love ya. Get home safe, guys. Peace.